You're listening to Around Comics. episode 426 the greatest podcast in the known universe we talk comics we talk movies we talk baseball we talk curling from time to time even russian literature from time to time on this podcast welcome my friends to another amazing awesome gregarious outrageous gregarious ridiculous episode of around comics sorry i'm pumped up I just got done watching a Guar documentary. Oh Jesus! So Guar. Very excited. I'm very, I'm very energized by Guar. Those guys are like in their sixties now. They're my age, so we're not in our sixties yet. Those of them that are alive are are mm. probably in their yeah, definitely forties and fifties. Yeah. Um, I didn't know much about. I was telling Tom I I didn't know much about Guar uh, until watching this documentary, even though I've seen them two times. Yeah. Um, and they've just kind of always been there. Yeah, it was an interesting documentary, though. I, I have more respect for Guar now after watching it um, than I did in the past. I, I, spewing that much fake blood for that long on stage. I mean, that's there's a level of dedication that a lot of people don't have. Absolutely. Yeah. Welcome, gentlemen. Hi. Happy Thursday. Happy Thor's Day. Happy Around Comics Day. Yeah. Sorry, I was watching. Welcome. I just finished uh, watching the the season finale of the January sixth hearings. Cannot wait for season two. Mm. What a waste of time. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> how are you guys doing? Not by just you, but by the entire <laughs> process. <sighs> yeah, are we jump? Are we going to jump in? Just talk comics and just just go no. for it. No, I'm too late for that. It's up to you. I mean, I guess you you jump in, you start, you do it. Let's do it. I'm ready to talk comics. Do it. You um, do it. Um, do it. DC versus vampires. Do it. We're I don't time. Know, I, I don't know why <laughs> I do this to myself. Um, I'm. I think I crossed the. You remember with like Marvel Zombies when you're like, okay, my Marvel Zombies cup runneth over. I think I've. I think I've. I've Read oh, enough. No. I'm getting really close to that with DC versus vampires. That being said, I didn't hate issue one of DC versus vampires all out war. All out war. It's war oh. this time, vampires. Yeah. It's my, this my, time. This, yeah. this time it's for real. No fucking around. Well, you know, my whole fucking problem with this series is that we're now love vampires. We, we have like three miniseries that all take place after the conclusion of the first miniseries, which isn't done yet. You know, I'm going to call bullshit on that because, uh, so, man. reading this issue has nothing to do with that. You don't it need to gives read a, it issue. gives away who the big bad is in this issue, but you didn't know that going. Well, no, well, it. no, this takes place at, but it still takes place after the events of, mm-hmm. 
of the first series. Yeah, Whatever. You we've need talked- to read this issue. Huh? You wanted to read it, Chris. Don't lie. You know, you it, is, it, is, it is really pretty. It is really pretty. And you get a um, uh, you get Bane and um, Vigilante. And what I realized is I can now not see Vigilante on the comic page without his dialogue being the, in the voice of the guy from Peacemaker. <laughs> the sort of nerdy, yeah. wannabe, <laughs> yeah. psychotic... Serial killer vigilante. That is yeah. vigilante's voice now. That's but okay. Don't... I I have that too. I have that happen to me too with various characters and and movies and TV shows that are in comics. Robot now. Man sounds like Brandon Fraser. Yeah, he does. That's yeah. not what he sounds yeah. like. You know, like if, he's, <laughs> if Robot Man's in a comic, that's the voice mm-hmm. in my head that I hear. Like that's what it is now. What uh, what other? I mean, I, I definitely, I, I Batman is like Kevin Connolly voice for the most part. Oh yeah, I yeah. think I I think I hear his voice or just that deep Batman kind of. You know what I mean? Like that's the voice I hear whenever I read a Batman comic for the most part. What other characters are there? Other characters that there do was that? It'd be funny. If, it'd be funny if you only heard Adam West. He's like, hey chum. It's like Batman year. Even if it's like Batman year one, still Adam West's uh, voice. Uh, Probably Deadpool and Ryan Reynolds at this point. Yeah, maybe if I read any Deadpool comics, but I I don't read any Deadpool comics. So Deadpool almost in the comics talks so much that I don't even imagine a voice. Just there's so much text. Words. Yeah, it's like, oh my god, there's so much talking happening. I can barely. Uh, to be honest, like all the Doom Patrol characters now, I just hear the Doom Patrol like TV show. Yeah, I'm almost caught like, up. We'll we'll talk about it on ACTV this week, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm I had a whole season to catch up on. It's still the chief sounds like Timothy Dalton. Yep. Oh, it's just like. Oh yeah, there's a few. I can't think of it off the top of my head. There's something. Uh, I don't know what it was. I was reading. It might have been the boys. Like I was reading when when they when it came out with the boys. Oh, that butcher, butcher. Yeah. But there seemed like there was another. There was another. I don't know what what it is. But now, whenever I read it, I definitely, absolutely hear the voice, and I can't. I can't think of what one it is. But it's yeah, it's definitely there for some of them. That's kind of interesting. It's an interesting. I mean, you're making up a voice in your head to go with something yeah. you're reading that someone made up. That yeah. is now something you watched. <laughs> like, it, yeah, it's like Brains Thor. Weird. Is, is, is Thor Chris Hemsworth's voice at this point? Eh, I don't no, think so. Maybe, no. I don't hear it. I don't. Yeah. I mean, too Australian. Okay. Besides, Thor yeah. is uh, a woman now, so. <laughs> if you didn't get the memo, Chris... I I had just I had assumed. <laughs> yeah, I guess it don't. I don't ever think of like Iron Man as Robert Downey Jr. in a weird. Even though Robert Downey Jr. is a very distinctive, yeah. you know, he likes to Robert Downey Jr. his way around. Does it have something to do with your ability to mimic them, though? You know what I mean? Like, can you do an impression of Robert Downey Jr.? Why? You Here's know the thing, Sal is that none of us are good at impressions and two of us understand that. 
Listen, I have fun regard. One of us has fun and doesn't let joy is. <laughs> Maybe it's about how they're written too, you know, like you can't Two of you don't like, have the balls to try impressions. I don't you know do a good Elvis. Do, you do a good Elvis. I don't know what I would do for Robert Downey Jr. impersonation. Um but maybe part of it's like how they're written too, you know, it's like the, sometimes a voice is like, not just the words, but like the way they talk about stuff, you know, like I can kind of imagine Brendan Fraser's voice, like robot man kind of saying whatever with that type of voice, you know, like right. where Robert Downey Jr. has like a really particular like rhythm in way of talking mm-hmm. that like, I don't know if a comic book ever you know, like it's kind of like what we were saying with Deadpool. Like Deadpool, I almost can't put a voice to it because there's like so much talking. There's like, yeah. like characters definitely, like, talking all the time. You know, I don't know the actor's name, but the guy who played um, Arnim Zola, I always oh. hear his voice. Yeah. Not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy's a character actor. Right? You know, you've yeah. seen other things. You can kind yeah. of just put that voice over. You know, who's ever writing it. It's not like you're like, yeah, that doesn't quite sound like. Mm-hmm. Something nope. this person would say. It works. I'm trying to get the most obscure character that I could be like. That's what this guy said. When I uh, Man, oh, like Core from the MCU, they're going to be my Jared Leto. Jared Leto's the voice oh. of the Joker for me. Gee, really? <laughs> no, no. I'm kidding. Did he even talk it's in Caesar, that movie? I don't even. It's Caesar Romero. That is the only Joker. That's. I mean, you could make a case, but uh, I'll go with Mark Hamill. See, I never liked Mark Hamill as a Joker. Really, he I is never, the Joker. Because I, I always knew, because I always knew it was Mark Hamill doing a voice, and I just don't, I don't, uh, yeah. I don't hear him as the Joker when I, yeah, yeah, that is the Joker to me. No, I don't know who. I don't know that I have a voice in my head of who the Joker is. Yeah, I mean, it's not Ledger. It's that. That's so just you know his movie. Um, it's the former British Prime Minister. Margaret Thatcher. Oh, Margaret Thatcher. That's who I hear. It's who <laughs> did like Super Friends Joker, to be honest. Like, yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Like, yeah. That's that's the Joker in my head. Yeah. Is like yeah. the well, it's good. It's good that none of us had a a ready made answer. It's like, oh yeah, the Joker sounds just like my dad. Yeah, <laughs> Solomon <laughs> Grundy sounds like that would be a little weird. It's like oh. Uh, yeah, so anyway, you know, DC versus vampires, it still remains fun. I, I feel it, it's, I don't know why I feel like it's a guilty pleasure. I'm guilty that it, it's a guilty, guilty pleasure. It's kind of um, but I still you shouldn't yeah, be reading any of them. You're an adult, right? What are you doing right? Yeah, it uh, for the price that there is, like, <laughs> come on, they're all a guilty pleasure for that, much. yeah, yeah, but it uh, it's still, it's still, it brings me joy. It's uh, it's fun. It's fun seeing this like ridiculous no rules world where you can have Deathstroke uh, teaming up with Damage, you know, the Human Bomb and and uh, Blue Devil. We'll be back after a quick break. Do you ever wish you could sit in on a conversation with some of your favorite authors? And listen to them talk about their writing process, their path to publication, and of course, their newest novels. Hi, I'm Marissa Meyer, best-selling author of The Lunar Chronicles, and I would love for you to check out the Happy Writer Podcast, where every week I talk with other writers about books, 
craft, inspiration, and how to bring a little more joy into our lives. The Happy Writer is available wherever you get your podcasts or find us on Instagram at Happy Writer Podcast. How far away do you think you are from being burnt out on DC versus vampires? How many issues away until you're like, eh. you know what? I, it's I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it to White Thanksgiving. I think I can. Oh get wow! The year. I, I mean, they're probably gonna keep pumping it out, right? Until. Yeah, I mean that's like four I mean, months. That's like what, like six, maybe seven issues. Yeah. Who did the art on this? Uh, it was interesting because it was kind of like black and white and red only. Right. Like... It's a. a pa- I'm gonna butcher this, Pascal. Kulano, if you say so, yeah. Um, and it, yeah, it has this really restricted uh color palette, it's it's black, white, and red basically. And it's cool, it just it uses it, zip a tone, it uses gray, gray tones, yeah. but yeah, only red, yeah. Uh, and that's so. one of the things is like these have been fun to read, they're stupid, you know, popcorny, and you know, it's just like this little pocket universe. Um, still Why fun, must you just but the art, the things that you love, Chris. But the art, have, yeah. the art, the art, and all of them. Let's get this clear out. right now. No one thinks you have great taste or that you are <laughs> sort of <Yeah>. tastemaker. <laughs> it's okay that you, you like schlock to... and pop culture yeah. crap. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. It is, but, right. the, but the art, the art has not been anything to to joke around with. The art and all of them. It's been several different it's artists have business. been really good. I, I like the book too. I I, mm-hmm. I mean I, uh, but I like um, I like any superhero stuff that isn't in like the mainstream sort of continuum of most mm-hmm. books because they're, mm-hmm. they're they're kind of boring. And when you yeah. can do something that's like completely out of the norm, like this is, you know, an alternate Marvel story. Zombies. It was yeah. schlocky, but you know that first, you know, the first two or three stories were a lot of fun. I'm waiting for uh, werewolves to come around. I want like Marvel oh, versus yeah. werewolves. Marvel werewolves. Maybe it's maybe it's Marvel vampires versus DC werewolves. DC zombies. It's the, DC it's the crossover zombies. event we've always been, you know, we've yeah. been waiting for. <laughs> you got to say the DC zombies is clever, at least in the the idea that they took sort of the, you know, that was what Marvel fan or Marvel zombies was. Yeah. You know, that's what Marvel fans were called for years, mm. Marvel Zombies. And then they're like, well, we're, oh, it was, gonna... yeah, yeah. There was yeah. definitely the tongue in cheek. It was great. Yeah. Clever. It just happened. DC, it's just like DC versus vampires. They probably sat around, like, pitched like 8,000 names. And so I was like, just DC versus vampires. It's so funny because Dio's not there anymore, but it's such a Dio like event name, right? Why are we shitting? Let's not shit on Dan Vampires. I I think Dan DiDio's colon all out war dash young justice. (laughs) I've met very few people in the world that are as excited about fucking comic books as as that guy. No, all all long ass names though. Some fucking was there any was there any name for DC fans? I mean, you had the Marvel Zombies. Was it DC Disciples? Wasn't it or something like? Or was that too gang related? Uh, I don't know. DC Demons. DC could have been Demons. Were they were they well were they Bullet Heads or something like? I don't know. It's no. I no. Dork. 
Dorks. DC not, Dorks. I mean, Marvel Zombies are Marvel Zombies. I don't. <laughs> DC yeah. Virgins. <laughs> Basement Dwelling Virgins. <laughs> Marvel fans? Fuck. Let's be <laughs> we read the dark comics. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. Uh, yeah. It's like, oh, these heroes are flawed. Yeah. It's like, hey, oh, baby, do you know who Wolverine is? That always got He's him. a five foot, three inch tall Canadian. Cigar smoking Canadian smoking. covered, covered Canadian. in hair. Yeah. Every woman's dream. <laughs> yeah. Every woman loves him. He's complicated. That was the thing. Mostly like, depressed most of the time. Most Psychotic, the time. depressed. Psychotic. He goes into fits of anger. Yeah. yeah. He drinks often. Uh, yeah. I mean, so, speaking of speaking of like you know reading things, the, you know the, the the guilty pleasure. How many Wolverine comics do you think you have read in your life, or comics that have Wolverine in them? Uncountable. Three, four, <laughs> thousand, thousand. <laughs> yeah, I don't Wolverine. Know. Every one that's ever come out. Almost no, not but literally probably. Yeah. Probably seventy-five percent of everyone that's come out since yeah, I've been well, alive. Yeah, I've probably yeah. read. You know, I mean, he was not even trying. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, there was a there was a time when I think the Wolverine almost became Marvel's Batman. There were a couple Wolverine titles, and he was in at least two team books, if not three. I mean, they were putting Wolverine in everything. Now it's Marvel. She is she is Marvel's Batman. Oh, mm-hmm. Miss Marvel's and everything. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I was just kidding. who is the who is Marvel's Batman now? Oh, I think it's. I mean, Spider Man has always been kind of the flagship character. I think he wishes he was Batman. Are you kidding me? That yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Who does that broadcast kid which, lives with his aunt? He is no Batman. Aunt, it's got to be like a Marvel Cinematic Universe character that they own completely, right? Like. That's the only character that they would ever like dedicate that level of like we're gonna have five books about right. this, you yeah. know, about this character. There isn't one, right? I don't think there is. At Marvel? Yeah. I mean I mean, besides well, you know, Spider Man at like his height, whenever you had like you had Amazing, Spectacular and Web of yeah. I think going at the same time. Um and he was well at, Marvel team up. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Maybe there isn't one. I don't think there has to be one. Doctor Strange. <laughs> it depends on what month or what quarter yeah. Disney is putting out books. So yeah. you know, I tell you whose books I don't hear when I read the comic. I do not hear Benedict Cumberbatch's voice when I <laughs> his lame ass American <laughs> accent. That is not the voice I hear. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I do as just as good a British accent as he as he does American. I always hear Vincent Price for Doctor Strange. Price, yeah, like a young Vincent Price. What? That's that's not true. You, yeah. you don't hear you don't hear Vincent Price, oh a young Vincent Price, in your head when you're reading a Doctor Strange. Boris Karloff, a young. <laughs> <laughs> young Vincent. What the fuck does young Vincent Price? Sound? Yeah, like, not the old one. Because Doctor <laughs> like not the one in the thriller <laughs> video. Not the one in the thriller video. Yes. The one from. But that's what that's the the pendulum. So uh, that's just the voice I hear. I, I hear do you hear? 
I, I hear, see, I'm, it's funny you say that because similarly, I hear Vincent Price impression by <laughs> what's his name who does Barry on Saturday oh, Night Live. Hater. Will, I, uh, Will Hater, when he did Vincent Price on Saturday Night Live, that's what I that's hear. The voice. My, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. For Doctor Strange. Yeah. Strange. Strange coincidence. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey. Um, weird Al. Um, speaking of Marvel zombies. He was in the Guar video or Guar documentary. Oh, Al, Weird Al, weird Al was? Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, speaking of, of Marvel zombies and just comic book fandom in general was depicted. Oh, shit. What's the. Um, What's the name of it? Uh, Rogues Gallery. Uh, Piece of shit. Huh? It was weird, right? It's like, I thought it was gonna, I thought it was, as I'm reading it, it's like, this is fucking terrible. Oh, they're making fun of it being terrible. So that's kind of cool. Now it's actually really not very good. And then they did something interesting. And then the very last page, I was like, nah, I'm out. Listen, I don't know. It's some actress who is probably trying to produce it to be her own tv show or something is my guess she hired like declan shelvy and a bunch that of was other the other funny thing is that shelvy gets a masthead um credit yeah it's a weird deal i mean the whole he thing he did the cover he didn't do any of the interiors i'm pretty sure the whole thing is just a pitch by the actress whatever hannah rose something or another are we back to doing that oh i think for sure pitches? i think absolutely you have people that are creating things specifically to try and get them you know made for themselves as as properties you know okay yeah Yeah, i I think you're seeing that i don't think you're seeing it a ton but i think i think you are definitely seeing that kind of thing i think you know you'll 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 see more you know you see more and more on the fringes not you know but yeah i think i think for sure i mean who knows maybe she's a a, a long lover of comic books and wanted to, you know, had this story in her heart for a long, long time. It's just, you know, it's possible. It's certainly you missed possible. it. Netflix is uh, losing money. You missed out on the Netflix. <laughs> the bonanza. The, the bubbles burst. You missed the bubbles the burst. Netflix yeah. isn't just like making whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll make that. Yeah, sure, whatever. Hey, and I know we talked about do a power bomb. Was that last week? Um, and I think you were kind of on the fence with it. Um, I read the second issue. Uh, really good. Um, give it give it one more issue if you were on the fence with it. No! I really enjoyed it. I'm going to talk about something I liked. Which yeah, was, I, was, I was brief. I'm done. Go. Uh, Go. I'm done. Um, Do it. Do it. I, I've read two issues now. Two issues came out. The second one just came out this week. It's called The Lonesome Hunters. Okay. Um, right. It's by Tyler Crook. It's a dark horse comic book. Tyler Crook does the whole thing. He draws it, writes Her- it. Is he Harrow County? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Yeah, that, I, his art in that. It's great. Yeah, it's a very, um, I mean, it's a very Jeff Lemire-ish, but, you know, painterly. Uh, although it's a little, um, uh, reminds me of, um, uh, goon, uh, Eric Powell a little bit. Yeah. It does have a little of that in that. Yeah. There's a bunch of, I can see a bunch of influences in it, but I really like the style. I actually, I think it's, it's, I enjoy it more than I like say Lemire's storytelling, uh, his art as far as storytelling or like, you know, 
but it's just a preference thing, you know, for me, I, I think it's cleaner to some degree, but um, it's an interesting story. It's, it's, it's sort of unfolding. It's, um, you know, without trying to give too much away of it, it's basically about um, uh, a young boy who, and I don't know exactly when the time period is, but long ago, um, his father was the head of this sort of very religious church uh, group um, that were obsessed with sort of banishing pagans. And he thought that his son was sort of the um, anointed one that was supposed to strike the blow and, and sort of banish pagans from the world. And so he gave, gives him this very powerful magic sword and the kid's supposed to like go and strike down these pagans and this demon and he does and he kind of freezes at the last minute and, and doesn't do it and everyone dies around him and somehow miraculous he is saved by the sword and then you sort of fast forward to years and years later and it's like present time and he's an old man um, and he lives alone in this apartment building and then he and this girl who lives in the apartment too weird things start happening and he um he uh, kind of gets called back to adventure or back to this, you know, sort of role. And it he he gets involved and it sort of starts to now um, have a ripple effect about his past. And it's and it's now now people are sort of aware that he survived and he's alive. And 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 so it it opens up a bunch of Pandora's boxes about you know his from his past. So I don't know exactly where it's going. It's it's kind of a bit of a mystery and um, a little bit of a you know fairy tale to it. But I really enjoyed it so far. It's weird. It's got some weird magic to it, and you don't really I don't really know exactly what is going on. But you don't really need to. It's not um, you know it's not confusing or anything like that. It's a it's a pretty simple, straightforward story. But there's definitely things that you know you're going to find out. It keeps you sort of guessing and, and interested in like what is coming up next what is you know what's going to happen to this old man and the young girl that he has saved so yeah just a cool i mean i think a lot of times we kind of get stuck talking about marvel and dc stuff and mm-hmm. uh every once in a while there's you know I, I like to throw something in there that's from another company so dark horse oh. is still making some cool shit dark horse baby not just hellboy not, not, <laughs> not just, no, they, they put out some good stuff. Hellboy is Dark Horse's Batman. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. One thousand yeah. percent. That'll never change. That should be flash. someone's challenge. Go to Dark Horse and unseat Hellboy as oh, its oh, sort I don't of know flagship. If that's possible. I mean, the, I mean, they're anything I mean, is possible. They're they're so joined at the hip, at this point. Just saying. I bet you, you walk through uh, Dark Horse's offices, um, you will see at least a thousand images of Hellboy. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Anything's possible. Money, 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 money. I read the Flash. 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 You haven't talked about the Flash in forever. It's all right. I mean, mostly, mostly it was, it was in kind of DC stuff is kind of like, eh, right now, kind of like, 
not necessarily like the most urgent stuff happening. But uh, uh, I read the last couple issues by um, Jeremy Adams is the writer. It's funny because I used to work with a guy named Jeremy Adams, not the same guy, but now he in my head when we talk about what the voice of characters are, I just think of the Jeremy I work with is writing these, that I worked with is writing these, even though I know that's not true. In my head... You imagine him typing. (laughs) I imagine him typing these out. Um, And it's it's good. He's done a really great job of, of the fact that, like, every two issues, the Flash is dragged into some other shit that's happening. Like, this is like a, uh, it, it's a tie-in to uh, the Dark Crisis, right? So they have to... They're, they're running off to go find Barry Allen somewhere in the universe, and they all split up, and they head to different Earths where they've picked up Barry's signature, and there's one Earth where... Uh, it's like Mad Max, where Barry Allen is Mad Max, and there's I like want a, a whole or, series of that. It's yeah, like... so and the art, is, the art is really awesome, and it's like one of those books where it would be really easy uh, to be like, there's three different artists drawing these three different Earths, right? Because you do that; they do that sometimes because mm-hmm. it makes the most sense sure. to sort of delineate. But one artist drew the three different Earths, and In three different styles. Yeah, kind of a little bit that's, enough that it, yeah. you could tell it was the same, but it was a. Uh, that's cool. I'm gonna. This name's really. I'm gonna just murder it. Uh, Amenke Naholpan. Uh, no, I the, really miss the days where people changed their names. Right. <laughs> I know. I know we're trying uh, to be inclusive and respect yeah. everyone's heritage, but it just. Uh, I really just miss the days where uh, people were forced. For pronunciation to- key. In the comment, not a bad idea. But uh, uh, oh, Ernie Chan, I miss you. Yeah, it does a great job. Uh, you know, you got Larry Hama. Where, you know, yeah, you have the Earth where Barry Allen is essentially Mad Max, like running from like a bunch of like uh, bad, like Joker, Jokerified, like uh, desert dwellers. Uh, you have one Earth where uh, Barry Allen is essentially Batman, but the Flash. So like super fast Batman and then one earth where it's like weird silver age earth where like uh, everything's kind of like happy go lucky flash stuff. So like it's it they do a good job of like it's a tie in to something else that's happening, but it's more of like, well, we'll use that as like inspiration for this story. Like I literally yeah. have really no idea what's going on with Dark Crisis, but they lay it out. Like we got to go Every find Barry Allen. Every once in a while, you'll get a you'll get a great tie-in that is able to like skirt around yeah. the event, but still be technically a. They tie-in. like they yeah. delineated exactly what it is that yeah. you're doing. Like it's like oh, they're off to go find Barry Allen. That's what the story is about because he's off exploring the multiverse and it was pretty fun. And I, you know, the thing that I appreciate too about Jeremy Adams is, uh, is that he does a good job of make giving Wally like a, uh, a, like an actual discernible voice of like what his character is like. And like when he interacts with the other characters, like who, who he is. Right. And like, why he's the flash and not you know barry allen and why what makes him different from barry allen what makes him different from bart what makes him different from like kid flash and like 
what could be really complicated to like sort out, he's done a good job of kind of like making Wally like special and like unique and he's got his own voice and his own way of handling things and like you're like, oh okay, I get it. It's like there's a ton of speedsters in this issue. You know, there's Jake Garrick, there's Max Mercury Max Mercury, there's Jesse Quick, there's like a ton of them. But he manages to like keep it all like it's more fun than it is confusing, right? Which is the the fine line you have to walk when you bring in like 15 characters. It's like, can I still make this fun without making it like, it's like, oh, cool. Those characters are there as opposed to like, why is this character doing this? So, you know, not like, not, by no means a earth shattering uh, issue of a comic book, but it was pretty fun. And he does a really good job of, kind of carving out a nice place for the flash even though it gets dragged into like every other story that i'm not caring about that often he still finds a way to keep it centered on the character night flash yeah, yeah night flash i'm never like i'm never like what's happening like what's happening why are they doing this like he keeps the story like moving along and it's like oh i get it they're looking for barry allen like wasn't I never. A, I, wasn't there a story? I always remember like hearing tales about that sort of thing. Like you know, somebody would have there would you know Bendis would have um, a giant event that everybody had to tie into at Marvel, and some writer you know would just kind of be a smartass about it. But didn't wasn't there like some story of um. Oh gosh, I can't think of uh, not Starenko. Um, who did uh, the death of Captain Marvel and created Starlin. Thanos? Starlin, yeah, Starlin. Like Jim Starlin, I think. Like I, I felt like he threatened to kill off the character if they made him write a tie-in to some event or something. Like he's like, okay, I will, but I'm gonna kill. I'm gonna kill off the main character him. if you make me do that. I feel like there was a story That's about awesome. that or something. Oh, it's. I mean, have you read the what the Wildcats? Um, Alan Moore issues whenever there was that huge crossover event and it's the most mailed in Alan Moore scripts I've ever ever read I you could tell he just you could almost feel how angry he was that they were interrupting his story for this crossover but but that's kind of disappointing like Alan if you're this great of a writer you should you should be able to look at that as a challenge like I'd rather have someone just be like okay like you're saying, like I'm gonna write your tie-in, but I'm still gonna focus this story on my character, on on the book that I'm doing, I'm, you know, and and make it as good a story. Like I would think Alan would be able to sort of like go, okay, I'm gonna write a story about tie-ins. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and 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 fuck with the whole idea of you know tie-in books and that kind of thing or something. You know, you would, maybe pre Watchmen he would have done that. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, as opposed to later, him. it's like Jesus Christ, like yeah, Miami doing this shit, yeah. like. But <laughs> yeah, so kudos to Jeremy Adams. I don't talk about the Flash often, but I have been reading it. It's it's good. Of all the incontinuity DC books, that's the only one I really continually mm-hmm. read, like and follow along with. When Sal Sal still loves uh, World's Finest, right? Yeah, World's oh. Finest, I enjoy too. World's Finest is my favorite. Like yeah. when it comes out, I'm always, I'm always happy 
and then the shoe came out this week actually i, mm-hmm. I and uh, i almost think of that one separately though too in a way it's like it almost well, at doesn't this point it's an all. it's an alternate universe like yeah, that it's just like yeah is oh it, is it white is, we've got an earth b situation going on <laughs> i mean not not really but it's because the dc universe is so kind of oddly where it's at right now and batman and superman are sort of not the you know the the face of dc it's kind of like this is an alternate you know it's a book with batman and superman and they're the leads and they're the ones that are driving everything forward and that's an odd thing kind of in dc comics now to some degree and you know which is weird but okay but that's one of the reasons i love the book is that it's it's batman and superman and it's mark wade and and he knows how to write those characters so that they both the doom patrol and it's also supergirl and they're all their own unique characters with their own sort of things going on and and but he you know like this issue alone this last issue to come out which was sort of the culmination of the first arc the first story arc um and not to spoil it, but there's like a moment where uh, Superman does something very Superman-y, Batman does something then very Batman-y, and together they're able to sort of solve a riddle, a problem, you know, in a very Batman-Superman sort of way that also kind of ties their friendship together and everything. And it's just like perfectly done. It's just like, oh, this is, this is you know... It, it's it's like if you wrote a comic from the 60s you know a brave and the bold or something where Mm -hmm. it's like this sort of cheesy story about these two superheroes are also friends but then you really did it well where it doesn't seem as cheesy and it's actually just sort of like this really you know kind of good comic book story um that's what this is and and um the artist uh Oh, what's his name? Nora. Um, I can't think of his first name. Mark? Dan Nora? Dan Nora. Okay. It's just fucking murdering it. He just kills it. Uh, I, I love his designs for all the characters and the way that he does action. And it's just big and bold and clean. And uh, yeah, I, I, I love World's Finest. It's my favorite thing. I, I, get, I, I think it's the only comic book coming kidding? out now. Where I see a new issue comes out and I get a like, little giddy. Yeah, I get a little ooh. That's awesome. Yeah. And nice. it's probably the only comic out right now that, that actually does that to me. But, yeah, it's great. It's an yeah. awesome book. Yeah. I mean, it's, it makes me want to go back and reread the, his Brave and the Bold stuff. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, he did that with Perez. Well, that was Brave and the Bold, right? That he did with yep. Perez. That oh, was yeah. fun. That was a fun that was a fun run that they did. Did you uh, did you guys see the um, Neil Adams tribute that they've put yeah, in? All these that. Yeah. yeah, Tom King wrote it and uh, Josh Adams drew it. Um, it was really a sweet, kind of cool, different kind of. It's very tribute. thoughtful. Yeah, like very, like, not that other tributes are not thoughtful, but like you know, rarely do you see so much space devoted to like all types of creators like talking about the person and then also giving that person you know their own voice of like the way they sort of weaved in things that he said in interviews to like 
about creativity and about like, you know, making comics along with like the things the other creators said about him. It was like, oh, it's a very nicely done tribute. Like, yeah. And yeah. gave it like a nice chunk of space to to have it done. And then you see like all the creators talking about it and you're like, yeah, that's like everyone. Like all the, all the like most important and influential creators, you know, all having been influenced by Neil Adams in some way, you know. Oh, absolutely. And it's so it's always a thing, you know, tributes are not an easy thing to do, I think, you know, but it always in a weird way so they sometimes come off as sort of self-serving or more about the person talking yeah. than about the person it's about. Mm-hmm. And and this was a nice way to sort of like you said, yeah have Neil's voice kind of there as well as the people talking about him. And yeah. Yeah. But sometimes the tributes because that's how Neil would be, want it. <laughs> but sometimes the treat, sometimes the tributes and this isn't the, this not the intention of it, but it's like how they can come across is it almost becomes like the characters they drew are more important than the person. Right? <laughs> like yeah. it almost becomes like, you know, when I think of like, here's a tribute to this and it shows, a guy over his drafting board surrounded by all the characters. And like, I understand like the sentiment, like it comes from a place of like trying to be. Look what he created. Yeah. Yeah, Look what he created, but in and of itself, it can kind of feel like, Oh, like that's like, I don't know. Like the characters are as important as the person in a way, in a weird way. So I thought this was like an interesting way of not doing that of not mm-hmm. like being like, look at what he created. And like, which is obviously the thing that made him important. Right. But also like, like you said, like giving the actual person's voice, like agency in the, in the tribute. So I thought it was a really interesting way of doing it. Um, and Josh Adams is Neil Adams son. So that's pretty cool. Oh. Um, I wasn't sure about that until I just looked it up. So not yeah. to not to pretend like I know something I didn't. That makes sense. It is his son, which is yeah. also really cool. Um, so yeah, it was pretty rad. I was like, ah, oh, that's probably one of the better tributes of. Yeah, both companies I've have seen. done a done a nice job of memorializing um, Adams and Perez. Here's the last. Hey, one. we fucked you over for decades, but here's a couple of pages. Here's a. <laughs> I mean, it was it, it was sort of interesting that one of the quotes in the Neil Adams one was from Jeanette Kahn, you know, who was like the publisher of DC, you know, mm-hmm. and like essentially about like Neil like fighting for Siegel and Schuster was like a huge thing, like like for the yeah, but I don't think I mean. I doubt if Jeanette Kahn ever thought no. that was the wrong thing to do. It was, you know, DC as an yeah. entity, as a corporation. Yeah. You know, I mean, we've talked about this before. Like, it's, yeah, there's rarely one person who decides these things, but I, I thought it was interesting that it was like, that was part of it too. Right. It was not right. just like the comic creators it was like people who, you know, not necessarily creative also acknowledged like that this was like, what he did was extremely important and like 
influential. Not only was like, he an amazing artist, and you know, he fought for creative yeah. rights. He, yeah, yeah. But and we and we, you know, we talked about Neil. We talked about it, yeah, quite a bit. But I just thought it was pretty cool. I was like, oh, this is you know, an, a, a different different take on it. And yeah. uh, and then I was like, oh, Tom King wrote it. You know, and, and yeah, that's pretty of cool. course. We're gonna put a cowbell on you, Tom. Yeah, that's He's everywhere. <laughs> Guy's busy. Just busy guy. Him. I used to say Tim Feely was the hardest working man in comics, but I think Tom King might be the new reigning. It was easy to understand. (laughs) (laughs) He wrote it for a wide audience. It was was a nine-panel grid, which is the only way Tom seems to write (laughs) comics any longer. Even a tribute. It was compact. Part two. He loves that nine-panel grid. He, he... Part two of the tribute comes out four months from now. I'm going to wait for the hardcover edition oh, to read it as a collection. Yeah, as a collection. <laughs> what if Tom just gets hired for all the tributes from now all on? All tributes? And then comes out with a collected edition. Oh, God. <laughs> Tom King's collected, collected Death Note. tributes. <laughs> yeah. The tributes of Tom King. <laughs> That'd be just one one last fuck you to all those creators. We're gonna make money off of your tributes. Well, it's funny. I mean, there. I mean, there are just like jobs, you know, that they that are out there. It's like Jose Luis Garcia Lopez was like the style guide guy for for what two decades. Um, what Tom is just the the obituary guy. He's just the obit writer. Tom, we got another obit for you. We got we, you know we're gonna Bring him in. we're gonna be busy man over the next couple of decades. We got a lot of them dropping off. It's just yeah. that time and, mm-hmm. and Bring him in. <laughs> we need we need we need uh, three pages. Uh, you know by Monday, please. We on we need them. Yeah. Need why? Them. Why? Who? Why? Seriously though, this is probably morbid, but. Um, of like the 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 folks right off the top of your head that you can think of that'll get that kind of treatment. We what like burn Jesus Christ Simonson. You know, it's kind of like Frank Miller. Miller. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's plenty more. Arthur Adams. You think um, he's getting up there? Yeah. No, I'm just talking about that level of. Of reception and, oh. and yeah, yeah, Arthur Adams yeah. will I would yeah. I would think for sure. That's amazing for because I mean Barry Windsor Smith. Yeah. Bill Sinkevich. Mm. We'll get you know Steranko. Yeah, yeah. Alan Mike Moore, Norton course. when we murder him. Mike <laughs> Norton. When we um, Steranko, yeah, Steranko for sure. Alan Moore. Um Alan Moore is not that old though. So uh yeah i mean it'll yeah, be a little but in that class yeah uh hopefully we won't have any of those for a while um i just i just truly hope that alan moore never writes another um i hope the final thing he did in comics was that uh the um league of league. extraordinary gentlemen where he had the um letters page making fun of comic fans this is true <laughs> Like, of angry comic book fans. This is yeah. well. Now he's teaching people how to write comics. Oh, he's, got, he's got a master class out. Oh, Alan, nice. which I have fought the urge to buy 
Oh, you every want to time, so bad. Every time it comes up in my Facebook feed, I've I've had to fight the urge to to purchase it. As I still have I like dreams. listening to him talk. He's always interesting. He's like whatever he's talking about. Intelligent, well read. Yeah. Yeah. He's a very intelligent person. Always I enjoy like it. it. I wish he would write more comics, but yeah. Yeah. Um so. he's done. Never say never. Never know. Yeah. I I see a Wolverine comic in its future. <laughs> you ever write Wolverine? Yeah, I don't think so. I think Alan Moore should write obituaries. Whenever, uh, yeah. I bet they whenever, would be amazing. <laughs> but they would be fantastic. Whenever a DC Comics executive from that era... Uh, <laughs> he just like... This yeah. bloody game. Yeah. <laughs> Turns into a Cthulhu story. Yeah. Always oh, a Cthulhu. Oh, great. It's a Cthulhu story. Oh, Cthulhu. more Cthulhu. All these, all these tributes eventually become Cthulhu stories if you go long enough. I liked his Cthulhu stuff that he was. Uh, what was that That company in uh, mid state Illinois that he was? Providence? Uh, no. Well, no. that was the name of the book. Um, the company? Uh, I yeah. mean, we've talked about Lovecraft before, where I'm like, Cthulhu, interesting idea, a trap for everyone who's writing it, where it's just like, oh, fuck. Like, Avatar Press. Avatar. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, God, it's a Cthulhu story. Like, here we go. Like, <laughs> get it yeah, out of your system. You did a good let's get your Let's get your Cthulhu story out, my friend. <laughs> Not a Cthulhu fan any longer. You've had enough Cthulhu. Not enough Cthulhu. Great looking character. Mm-hmm. I think I found, I found. I found. I found a Cthulhu that you could probably be entertained by. Uh, I got the uh, pandemic version. Uh, the Cthulhu pandemic. The board game. Oh, okay. So it's Cthulhu themed instead of virus themed. You're running around stopping out, uh, you know, like like hell mouths and that kind of stuff. Comic book pitch: Cthulhu, like Lou spelled L O U, and it's about like just a like normal everyday Cthulhu. Like that exists. Cthulhu. Does it Cthulhu? Yeah, that exists. Oh fuck! It's literally Cthulhu. Ah, so that's a, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's like, hilarious. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know what for yeah, that I don't think it up. I think it's a comic, but it might be a oh Cthulhu. Yeah. It's what 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 everyday Cthulhu does in his everyday life. Yeah, something like that. It's yeah, yeah. Cthulhu uh taking the kids to soccer practice, that. that kind of stuff. I don't know. I don't know if it's a comic or if it's something else. I can't remember. It's not. It should be. It definitely exists in in some form, though. If that that doesn't exist, then we have to make it because that sounds too funny. I love, I still like Cthulhu stuff when it's sort of tertiary to the, you know, when, like, I mean, Stranger Things, for all we know, is a Cthulhu story. Oh, it is. That's true. It totally is. You know what I mean? It's so like Cthulhu as a character, I don't think was ever interesting except for the background of you know even in the original cthulhu stuff it was like the idea of that mythos existed and it created a lot of 
chaos and madness in the world was what I always found interesting about Cthulhu stories, not that mm. character really, like, you know, the god. Um, yeah. but Big tentacle face. Yeah, but I loved, like, you know, someone got a glimpse of that world and was driven insane. I still think that's fucking yeah. cool. Like, there's oh, something... Yeah. yeah. But... Uh, I don't need to be driven insane by the old world. I can just be driven insane... <laughs> By the world I currently live in, I don't need I don't need these old gods. Well, that was kind of it was it was kind of an analogy, I think. So, although unfortunately, it was for racism. (laughs) Yes, in the wrong direction. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of problems. (laughs) But it was an analogy. It was it was the world was driving him mad because he didn't under you know the fear. Things are making me crazy. What? And then you're like, oh, okay. Black people, yeah. <laughs> it's like, Ugh. Indians, yeah. Oh, well, okay. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> like, Listen, I can't choose the, the fuel that an artist used to burn in their engine. I can't, you know what I mean? I All that, I can do is warm my hands yeah. on the that, fire. I, uh, you know. I, listen, I don't point my finger at you. <laughs> this is one of those things where you're like, oh, oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it, different things drive different artists. It's uh, you know, oh, sure. the, the sometimes, end result. It's, sometimes it's uh, eugenics and racism. Listen, yeah. would you rather uh, Hitler would have been a successful painter? Absolutely. I mean, if he would have just got it out in his art, yeah. Maybe yeah. if he wrote a, a couple of Cthulhu stories, we would have been yeah, team. Yeah. <laughs> he could have just sort of you know empathized with the. Uh, uh, what's his name there, and and yeah. we wouldn't have had genocide in you know the last century. But invest in the arts. Uh... <laughs> invest in the arts. <laughs> you never know. You, you could know. be saving us from genocide. Yeah. Invest in the arts. Yeah. Just like li- just listen to their Cthulhu story. Just. By their Cthulhu painting, yeah, that okay. support to support. <laughs> this is Cthulhu. It's great. I love it. It's true. I'll take one. Do more, please. Do more, please. Spend all your time painting. Yes, all your free time <laughs> painting, drawing Cthulhu comics. I'd much rather have you doing that than marching on the Capitol. I, yes, obviously. yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, there needs to be like a federal things. agency, like pointing people towards like you do you think the modern world is making you crazy well let me introduce you to cthulhu an outlet, an outlet for you to put your have you ever thought of fan fiction have, have you, you ever, ever thought considered... about writing a cthulhu story we're just gonna start that's hey you know that's we have no other solutions at this point for for uh oh, i'm not... gonna go i'm gonna go to one of those artificial intelligence um art things we type in something i'm going to say cthulhu recording youtube video in truck so just imagine cthulhu like in the front of an f-150 like tactical (laughs) what's what's this new dolly art thing have you guys yeah it's like the artificial intelligence okay that's what you're talking about right yeah the the, the dolly the dolly project or whatever it is it really it it really it 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 kind of really Examines and points 
a very cold what? finger at the whole bullshit reality of modern art. Like can, it makes can, some cooler shit that Sal, put put I want to see. Put can you put that in and then share it? Oh, let's see if I can. Yeah, like the mini generator is pretty fun. Like I follow a Twitter account where it's just weird Dolly mini generate. Like it'll be like General Grievous birthday party, and it'll be like <laughs> General Grievous with like a birthday hat on, or like. Uh, so it's just going out and grabbing images from the internet and like, like yeah, and melds together basically. Yeah. yeah, you have to get on a waiting list. I haven't actually signed up for it, so. Oh, really? you can do the you can do the mini one, which is uh, like not as high fidelity. So here, let me. I got it saved because I constantly. Yeah. I am an I am a middle aged uh, white man, and uh, I heard about this on NPR, and I was uh, fascinated. Um, my the guy that's the, where I get all my the, media. Some of the mm -hmm. devs at my work were playing with it, and uh, it was actually pretty fun. We would just give suggestions out. And um, and they would come back and, and post the images like, wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> like, nice. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty wild. Yeah, I'm copying it here. Let me <laughs> this thrilling radio. So, what do you guys think about the James Webb Telescope? I don't know anything about it. What? I think it's oh. I think it's a, a not real. What is it? Tell me. I, I literally have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, the, the the telescope that is floating out a million miles from here. The first images of the you know deep range telescope started coming in this this week. Did we see aliens? No, but I think they saw what back about twelve billion years. So they're actually getting close to the Big Bang. What did they see? Space, stars, fucking star, stars yeah, and wow, stuff. whippy, stars whippy and shit. Deal. All right, so what do we want to do? We want to do Cthulhu. Cthulhu. Oh yeah, I can plug it in too. Let me see, Cthulhu. Uh, okay, let me let me work. Goggles. You guys talk for a second. Would you say it was Cthulhu goggles? Ta Cthulhu tactical glasses. Let's but let's try a different one. So you let's not even say what we've what we're typing and let's see okay. what kind of results we get. Like we know what we're going after. So like <laughs> let's da, na, 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 na. I got nothing. It takes a sec it you gotta sometimes it uh Cthulhu. Uh, I can't spell Cthulhu. <laughs> Uh, that is not what I expected it to be. Commas? No. No. Oh, it moved. Okay. It can take up to two minutes. All right. So let's hang out right, for a little bit. Some time. Mine's working yeah. too. Well, as uh, a good reminder, uh, if you want to email the show, do so info at aroundcomics.com. Uh, if you want to get a little bit more content like ACTV and Tom Versus, and Tom, I'm going to work on our show a little bit this week, um, the new one. Um, uh, Chris and Tom uh, talk about an old comic. Uh, Sector Sexuals. It's going to be great. Sal can't wait to listen. It was the first comic book I ever masturbated to. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's the Sectar. first time that ever made me cry. Sectar is number three. <laughs> Cannot wait. So, yes, Greg Porter, thank you so much. For, uh, you are a patron. You can check that out. Uh, Patreon.com slash around comics. Um, yeah, we got, uh, oh, K-Billy Super Sounds. Uh, that's not this week. That's two weeks, right? Yes, but next week is uh, Trade Talks. Um, yes. Um, mm. You got to play the stinger. Oh, no, because it screws up my audio. Uh, I'm not just for you. You can imagine it. Imagine it in my voice. Hold on. Hold on. In your head. Hold on. Tap it. Okay. That was good. Uh, go. Yeah, it's uh, Grant Morrison's uh, New X-Men, Volume 1. Yeah. Frank Quietly. Let's do it. Let's do it next week. Let's talk. Yeah. yeah. Let's Remember this, uh, what this, like every other selection that we make for our trade talks, uh, you can, uh, you can get through Hoopla. I believe Ooh. it's Extinction is the first trade. Mm-hmm. I think I have the trade around here somewhere. It's in a box in my basement somewhere. I have the omnibus. I can see it. I have my little Grant Morrison section of my bookshelf. Yeah. Do you guys do that at home? Do you, you organize by author for a lot of stuff? I don't organize. I mean, I don't organize by very well. I don't, yeah. I don't like. Yeah, I, I mean, have, it's not strict, but I kind of yeah. have things grouped together and like the way I have my groupings. brain. Yeah. I have like, groupings of books all over the fucking house. Like, I have all my Alan Moore stuff, like, in one section, and mm-hmm. all my Grant Morrison stuff in one section. I, I organize like a psychopath. You want to, you want to... <laughs> Just a madman. Just like... So this is the oh, top shelf. Oh, guys, guys. Oh, wow. This is these incredible results. Let me. Oh, oh wow. I got yeah. some. I got, I got a, I got a Baker got? Phillips section. Here, let me see if I can share this. Mine was pretty weird. Let's see. Share it. Uh, Mine looks like a video game. Oh, it's a different... (laughs) All right, let me try it again. You go go ahead, Tom. There we go. Can you see? (laughs) Nice. Cthulhu wing tactical. (laughs) Tactical glasses. The, uh, the 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 first uh, the first column uh, the one in the middle is awesome. Yeah, it's pretty good. So imagine that inside like a, a four F one fifty like recording into his phone. That's a pretty yeah. good. I want that's that. What, this is that avatar. one's one of the best ones I've ever gotten. Actually, where I'm like, oh damn, that looks like right on the nose. Yeah, Hulu <laughs> wearing tactical sunglasses. That's awesome. That's awesome. What do you get, Sal? Uh, I'm redoing it because it didn't make any like it. There was nothing really. Sometimes, that yeah. Sometimes you gotta play with like what you put in. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, I get it. It misunderstood. It like made it all about the glasses and wasn't like. Oh, here we go. Glasses. All right, so let's see. Um, share my screen. How do I do my screen? Yeah. Da, 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 da. I don't know where my tactical glasses are. Here's here's mine. That's, so I didn't have any glasses. Mine didn't come. It was just like Cthulhu monsters. Uh, and then there's some odd like video game yeah. looking. Huh. What did you put in? I put Cthulhu tactical conspiracy. Oh, okay. uh, I'm putting in Cthulhu January 6th. Uh, <laughs> 
I did do I did do Trump Cthulhu. Ah, uh, I once did one where it was grimace, uh, Trump hugging grimace. I got a pretty good result <laughs> once. In tactical glasses, Cthulhu Trump. Cthulhu. Cthulhu. <laughs> uh. All right, now this is bad radio because we're just like yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so I'll yeah, share it with you guys. Patreon stuff, uh, contact info. Uh, we got trade talks coming up. Uh, Kaylee Super Sounds two weeks, which is uh, Hateful Eight. Uh, so it is the the penultimate of the Tarantino movies to date. So uh, check out Hateful Eight, and you can listen to Sal and myself and Will Pfeiffer talk about that movie at length. I'll talk about punching women in the face, how it gave me fantasies of punching. (laughs) So bad. Uh, All right. So that's what I got. You guys? Oh, wait. I got got to show you this one. We get it? Yeah, we got got a good one here. Hold on. Uh, How do I share it? The bottom left one is unintentionally one of the greatest things ever. Top right <laughs> corner is impressive. I, I, oh yeah, I like the middle one. I, I, that that it's got is it's got the good combination. I think it, it's has, like, it has an appeal. Yeah, definitely Trump, but definitely Cthulhu monster. Could, uh, okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I like that one. That's, <laughs> That's amazing. Huge fan. What is I don't know what these are yeah. in here. It looks like little yeah. pictures. In, yeah. In I, th- I think you need to save that. I don't know how. Is it? Uh, yeah, the little, you know, yeah, there you go. All right. So um, what site is this? this I is, put it uh, in the private chat. Oh, okay. Crayon. Yeah, crayon.com. Okay. It's I like the mini up. version of the Dolly because there's that larger, there's like the more intricate one that you mm-hmm. can sign up and like it's. I mean, takes this time. one barely looks yeah. like any difference than the original. Yeah. Trump. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's just a picture of Trump, isn't it? <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Whoa. All right, boys. Um, we're going to continue to look at some Cthulhu Trumps here. Um, yeah. But uh, like I said, we'll be back uh, ACTV this week. Uh, and then uh, uh, around comics next Thursday, our regularly, regularly scheduled 8 o'clock Central Standard Time, 8.15, somewhere around there. Uh, thanks to Greg Porter for hanging out in the, the, the chat room. Um, and yeah, uh, we'll be back then uh, in the meantime. In between time, uh, we'll be everywhere in and around around comics. Give.